0: And so he was in another country and we didn't have cell phones yet. Um, I didn't even have a computer at my house. So when he left, I would have to like call his billet's house long distance. and The home phone. (laughs) The home phone. (laughs) (laughs) And my long distance bills. And I was a teenager. Like I couldn't afford this. So yeah, there was no like good long distance plans at the time. So you're gonna die, but so what we had to do is I would go to the library and like book out 30 minutes with the computer and I would like send him (laughs) hotmail
1: emails.
0: (laughs) And then I would like go back again. I don't know whether, however busy I was, but the next day or a couple days later and like hope that he had had time to write me back on his billets like desktop computer in their kitchens.
1: What gets us through this crazy hockey journey is our amazing community of women. Inspired by our online network, Breaking the Ice is a platform created to connect us even more as we share our stories, our passions, our tips, tricks, do's and don'ts for all things hockey, and so much more. For hockey expats, by hockey expats. So lace them up and tune in for a new episode every Wednesday. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, Amy Johnner joins me, and it was such a great conversation about all of the things. Something that makes us all human is every guest I've ever had on has been nervous. And it's easy for me to say, don't be nervous, but really, there's just something about feeling recorded or watched that puts this pressure on to say the exact right thing or have a guard up and not say too much because you don't want to offend someone. And I just want to reiterate that each and every one of us is so different. I'm not you, you're not me. And even as the podcast host when I come on here, sometimes I'm scared of sharing too much or trying to relate to a guest and you know maybe saying something that could rub someone the wrong way. But I just want to say that when I'm speaking my truth, I'm not saying that my truth is a fact or it's the way that something is, and I want to say the same thing for my guests. I think that we all have these good and bad days, these funny stories, culture shock, and this really just makes us who we are. Living abroad makes us stronger, it opens up our eyes to so many different things that most normal people will never get to experience. If you have listened to previous episodes, you have probably heard myself and many other girls mention our private Facebook group. I think it's come up in about 60% of the episodes and Amy is the creator of it and I was so honored when she asked me to be an admin. I cannot imagine what life would be like without this group, you guys, her and her husband started this hockey journey together before there were cell phones. Like, as you heard in the intro, they literally called each other on the home phone or went to the library to contact each other. And throughout her experiences, she really felt like there was this need for this group so that those girls that were moving away from home could almost have a guidebook of hair salons abroad, vacation spots, hotels, teams, organizations that their significant other might sign with. You can literally ask anything in this group and if you are in it, you know how amazing it is. In the very first episode, I mentioned this group and I said if you're not in it, send me a message. I'd love to add you in. And I said this because of course I want this to be a resource and I want everyone to feel involved in this community and have it accessible to them. This group is for significant others of professional hockey players And it's not searchable. So you can't try to look it up on Facebook because it won't come up. You actually have to be added in by another member of the group. And full transparency, I do like to keep my personal Facebook page a little bit more private. So I didn't realize the amount of messages I would receive of those that want to be added in when I first said this in my first episode. And I also receive messages from those requesting to be added in that are not within the hockey community. So after talking things over with Amy, we decided that to protect the integrity of the group, if you'd like to be added in, reach out to someone that you've played with before or someone on your team. They can add you in as well. So this is just to make sure that our community is staying super tight knit and there's no information going out to those outside of our group. And I hope you can understand our reasoning for this. Moving on from the group, Amy and I talked about so many things. I felt like I could talk to her forever, as I do pretty much every single person I talk to. To name a few things, we talk about different cultures, her experience overseas, her family, and what retirement has been like for them, and moving on to that next chapter of their lives. I hope you love this episode. Amy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, and we will dive into this a little bit more later, but I I wanted to start off and just give you like a huge shout out for starting the Expat Facebook page because it's been such an important guide for so many girls, and I'm sure it's so incredible to watch it evolve over the years and see how many people are in it now, and it's just, it's such a good
0: resource. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of can't believe how far it's come after all these years. It's so great. And I just wish I had started it sooner.
1: <laughs> I know. Right. When you went overseas for the first time, I'm sure I was thinking about that. Like you probably wish that you had that if, unless you oh. started it before you went over.
0: No, it was our fifth country that we were in. And finally I was like, I was just so stressed because every country had different groceries you could get and different rules. And everything like that. And I just thought there's gotta be someone who's been here before that I can ask where do you get your hair done or what's a good gym to go to? Do I pack tons of brown sugar or can I find it there? And I'm going to waste all that space in my suitcase and get there (laughs) and it's there. So, um, for me, it was always bugging my husband. Well, who are the other imports? And do you know if they have girlfriends? And he wasn't focused on that. He's just like, I'm going to a new team. I'm, I don't know who's there and you're checking the rosters online and then trying to find them on Facebook. And it's just got so crazy trying to find people and ask them. So yeah, I just thought there has to be a way that we can all connect with someone who's lived where we've lived before to get all these answers from.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think we're all guilty of like looking at the roster or a team signing a new player and you look to see if they have a girlfriend or a wife. It's just, you know, you (laughs) want to know these
0: things. (laughs) Yes. It's important. This is going to be your new family for almost a year. Like this is, this is big stuff.
1: So to backtrack a little bit, I would love to just learn a little bit about your hockey story and um, kind of where you guys are at now in your life.
0: Yeah. uh, Okay. (laughs) It's been (laughs) quite a long journey. (laughs) Um, So yeah, it started a million years ago when I met my husband in high school and he was just playing for the local team. I didn't even really know what level it was. It didn't matter. Every guy played hockey at school. So I didn't really think anything of it. And then we had been dating not even a year and he's like, yeah, so I'm going to be leaving for this training camp in the States for the WHL and I probably won't be coming back. And so I was like, okay, I guess this is it. And I assumed we were going to break up. So obviously I was sad about it, but what are you going to do? Long distance wasn't even on my radar at that age and mm-hmm. that time. So I remember just, you know, we we're trying to enjoy our last days together and it, it was sad, but it, I don't know. We didn't like cut it off when I knew he was leaving. It was just sort of like, well, we'll enjoy our last days and like
1: maybe See pick what up, happens. you know, down the road.
0: Yeah. It was just sort of, I can't really think about it. And then he, the day he was leaving, he brought a ring to my house and it was like this little promise ring. It was so sweet and asked, you know, if I would stay with him. And oh my God, the I know it, I still have that ring. I'm like, well, I'll be giving that to my daughter one day. So <laughs> but cute. yeah, it was really, really sweet. And um, obviously, I was like, yeah, for sure. But I didn't know what that looked like at the time. I mean, how was I to know that that would turn into four years of him being in the States at that time, and then three more years after that when he got drafted and signed? So yeah, 7 years of long distance was if I had of known then. No. <laughs> it was it was hard and I to this day I have no idea how we got through that honestly.
1: <laughs> yeah, seriously. So, when you guys when you were doing long distance, is it something that you became more familiar with and like were you obviously the Facebook group wasn't around like going back to that, but how were you able to
0: Yeah, Facebook wasn't even around. Yeah, MySpace (laughs) maybe? uh, No, you know what we had to do? This is so crazy. Like, I feel so old. But so he left and he went to Seattle, Washington. And so he was in another country and we didn't have cell phones yet. Um, I didn't even have a computer at my house. So when he left, I would have to like call his billet's house long distance. and the home phone. (laughs) The home phone. (laughs) And my long distance bills, and I was a teenager, like I couldn't afford this. So yeah, there was no like good long distance plans at the time. So you're gonna die. But so what we had to do is I would go to the library and like book out 30 minutes with the computer. And I would like send him (laughs) hotmail emails. And then I would like go back again. I don't know whether however busy I was, but the next day or a couple days later, and like, Hope that he had had time to write me back on his billets, like desktop computer in their kitchens. <laughs> we got hilarious. really creative with different colors of fonts and different work. Every different <laughs> word was like a different color. And, uh, <laughs> this is how we had to keep it spicy back then.
1: <laughs> wow. I mean, like that's all oh. you knew at that point. Right. But if that's just yeah. like, if you guys can get through that, you can get through anything. <laughs> oh
0: my gosh. I, yeah, honestly. And then when we did, I think I got a cell phone, like within the year that he was gone but you had to pay for every single text message and you like there was no long distance on cell phones either so it would be insane I just couldn't afford it it was crazy I was seriously working just to like afford to visit him once a season and and pay for my cell phone bill
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. And how far yeah. has technology come since that point in time? Oh
0: my goodness. <laughs> and I mean, even moving forward to seven years after that, when we moved over to Europe, we, you know, there was no iPhones. We had to get webcams for all of our family and like hook them up on their computers and try and teach them how to use a webcam and then explain <laughs> to them that we would have to like set up a date by email. Of, like, okay, this is when we'll schedule our chat and then you'd get to that chat and, like, they couldn't figure out the camera and it wasn't connecting or you couldn't hear them and then you can't walk them through it. So, because when we were living <laughs> in <laughs> in Switzerland, we didn't have, like, a landline and then we couldn't call from our cell phones because they were just those, like, pay-as-you-go, basically one step up from a flip phone for mm-hmm. years that we had. So. Yeah, it was a real struggle. I'd say those first few years in Europe trying to even communicate with family and friends. We just really fell off the grid for a while, for sure.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's so funny because I'm thinking about home phones. I'm like having all these memories come back into my mind. Imagine that like our parents thought when our friends would call the home phone and be like, hi, is Devin there?
0: yeah, just one second. And then right? they'd call up, David. Yeah. So-and-so's on the phone. Okay. Thanks. Then you'd Or like the if phone. someone was like, well, sorry, I'm on the other line, like another sibling. And you're like, well, no, like I need to talk.
1: Yeah. Or if, or if you yeah. would try to call someone's home phone and then it would be like beeping if the yes, line was busy and you couldn't you get through. Knew.
0: Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And, um, uh, my husband at the time, his billets had Uh, two players living with them. And so the other player was from Minnesota and he had a girlfriend too back home. So it was a real battle sometimes with the phone for sure.
1: (laughs) Did the billet pay for the bills?
0: They did. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I don't know how many times he would have phoned me versus maybe he called me and was like, call me back or what the situation was. (laughs) I can't even remember, but it was, they did get the own, their own line for the guys, which was nice because they had three teenagers of their own. So I couldn't even imagine if we were competing with that. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: so hilarious. So how old were you when you guys stopped doing long distance?
0: Um, 25. Okay. So So. yeah. So we were, uh, I'm trying to think how old we were when he left. I feel like we must've been 17. Maybe he was 17. I was 18. Yeah. Cause he's a year younger than me. (laughs)
1: Do you guys feel like you like grew up together during that time or was it kind of hard because you were apart for such a long period of time?
0: I feel like we, we were really, really close because we talked so much mm-hmm. and I was listening to one of your other podcasts of a girl who was doing long distance. And I do, I feel like you really, really get to know someone when you just talk for hours and hours on end. Totally. <laughs> and we were even doing that in our own town. It would be like, right after school, we'd get home and then get on the phone. And then his mom would call him for dinner. And then he'd call me back after dinner. And then we'd talk till bedtime. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's crazy when you think back to it. His parents probably thought we were nuts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> young, Young and in love, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's so cute to think about because now I feel like I don't know about you, but it's just like quick phone calls. It's, hey, what's up? Okay, what are you doing? What's the plan? Okay, sounds good. I gotta go now. Bye bye.
0: Well, <laughs> but before. And people don't even talk anymore. It's like, no. I'll phone, even friends, I'll phone friends. If it's not scheduled, like they don't answer. Yeah. And then you text them and then they text you. And I'm like, hey, wait, you're on your phone. Like, cause I'm old school. I really love to chat. And I don't know. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, I guess I'm guilty of it sometimes too. But yeah, it's a different world now, that's for sure.
1: I know. And with cell phones too. Someone can call you and you call them right back and then they don't answer. <laughs> uh, you just yes. called me. Are you busy? <laughs> I called you one and minute later. we all have
0: our phones at hand. We, they're all there. We know it.
1: Yeah, exactly. So yeah, basically exactly. if you're listening to this and someone's ignoring your phone calls, they're ignoring your phone calls because their phone is right next to them. <laughs> and
0: we all know it's true.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So walk me through that decision that you... Decided to stop doing long distance and move with him.
0: Yeah. Okay. So during those seven years, um, I went to college. I started working, and I knew that I wouldn't ever be able to get a job in the states. And if I had to move down there with him, he couldn't afford to to pay for us. Like he was living with other guys in an apartments, and I just couldn't imagine. A, putting that on him. And I just feel like it wasn't something that interested me. But I knew that it was getting to a breaking point for me of like, we need to figure this out. Because if you sign another contract, he was at the end of his three year, three way deal um, at the time. And if it wasn't going to be for big money and it wasn't going to be in Canada, I just didn't see us working out, which is totally sad because I wanted to be with him more than anything. But it just kind of came to this point of like, what is life? You know, (laughs) figure it out, maybe get a normal job. (laughs) I know. Um, So Because it's a lot.
1: It's a lot to, I mean, it's not, it's like you're doing it because you love them, but it is a lot to to kind of put up with because it's not just long distance. It's like they're also their crazy ass schedule that you have to deal with. And, you know, it's like when you're trying to make a relationship work and you're not in person with someone, it's not really... It's not the same as if you just were doing long distance.
0: Absolutely. And when all your friends are dating and, you know, you're in your early 20s and they're mm-hmm.
1: all living it up
0: and you're like, oh, I'm just going to go home and call, call my boyfriend. Yeah. And, you know, I won't, <laughs> I'm going to leave early. And, you know, not that there was those nights every night, but there was a lot, right? Yeah. Because we'd schedule those times to chat after a game or whatever. And so, yeah, I think it just came to a point of like, we need to figure this out. So, what had happened actually was his last um, season. So, he was in Florida and we live in Alberta, Canada, so very far away. And he had his vehicle down there. And so, he flew me down so that we could drive back together. So, 50 hours driving, I think it was, or more. <laughs> and we were driving back and just having fun with it. And we hadn't seen each other in a while. So, we were just enjoying it and making fun stops along the way and stuff. And his agent called him. And was like, Hey, like, what do you think of going over to Switzerland? And he was like, uh, I don't know. Like it just wasn't even on our radar. We didn't really know what was next. And so he's like, well, let me call you back. And so we're driving along and, um, it's like, yeah, well, what if we just did that together? Like the money was almost too good to turn down. Um, and it would be enough to support both of us for me to leave my career and, I just thought the adventure would be really cool and I think I was just so excited to live together as well and I didn't really see how else it was going to work so before even talking to our parents or anything (laughs) we called them back and we're like yep we'll do it and we didn't even know where Switzerland was it's kind of embarrassing like we knew it was in Europe but at the time we didn't have iPhones we couldn't like just google it and so (laughs) you had your home
1: phones and a webcam
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right? We were driving back with, like, a paper map, which I was the worst navigator, by the way. I lost a few times. I love it. Um, but, yeah, so it was kind of crazy because we're like, hey, we don't know what language they speak there, and we don't even know, like, what countries it borders, and, but it, at that time, it was like, it didn't matter because we were going to be there together, and it was just so exciting, so, yeah, that was I was excited to leave at that point, I think. And I wasn't really sad about leaving my career because I was just so excited for our adventure together finally.
1: Had you been to Europe
0: for like a trip or anything before that? No, I had never left North America. I hadn't even been to Mexico. Like I had never been to a country that they didn't speak English. And so for me, um, I didn't really think of it at the time because I was just so excited to go but he went before me for training camp and just the stories he was telling me from his first two weeks over there. I was like, Oh my goodness. Like, what did we do? <laughs> <It's> just like <laughs> He was having culture shock and uh-huh. he had never been to Europe before either. Um, but he was having big culture shock. And then when I got on that plane, I had a panic attack and <laughs> I didn't know I called him from the plane. I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Oh my gosh. It was like, it was air Canada. And immediately when I sat down, I didn't hear anyone else speak English. There was French, Italian, German, and no one next to me spoke English. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, like, is this what it's going to be like? And I was just panicked. Mm-hmm. So, and then just thinking about like flying over the ocean and how long it was. And I yeah. was just yeah, I was a little terrified at what I had signed up for actually. yeah But once I got there and he was there with a little Swiss flag and the airport was so cute and the apartment was like decked out in flowers and candles and it was just really sweet. And I was just, yeah, at that point it didn't matter. And we just had to laugh at all of the crazy things that we would experience um, from then on really.
1: <laughs> I know when you get on the plane and like just specific European airlines, like Austrian air. And right when you sit down, they start giving you the instructions for, you know, like if a plane crashes or something and it's all in German and you're just looking around and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, like you said, we're flying over the ocean and the first language they're going to, alert someone and if something's wrong, is in German, and I don't speak yeah. that. And I'm like, it's, like,
0: it's I don't terrifying know for the first time. And it's crazy by the end of all of this journey how easy it is to be like, oh yeah, we're just packing up our life for nine months and hopping on a plane. And it's funny because friends will be flying an hour with their dog or their kids and they're, they're coming to me for advice. And I'm like, girl, it's an hour. Like, yes. you'll be fine.
1: <laughs> like, I, I just,
0: talk to Do me. I, hear it? Done, you know? <laughs> I know it's so funny, but like, it's just, it's second nature really at the end of the day, uh, at the end that it's, it's something now that we're done this lifestyle that I kind of miss that chaos, to be honest with you. I really
1: do. I mean, I think when you're living it, it's it's just hard to embrace the chaos, but I think yes. we can, I would say we could probably all admit that that's something we should be doing more of because like you said, at some point you're going to miss it.
0: Never would have thought that. And I actually, there was a family who retired years before us that we were really close with. And she would see my post, you know, every year I would do the photo at the airport with like our trillion bags and <laughs> yeah. our seats and strollers and the dog crate and everything. And, you know, I wouldn't complain, but I'd be like, here we go again. And she's like, enjoy it, embrace the chaos. And I'll never forget that because I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <the time>. Seriously. <laughs> and now I'm there and I'm just, yeah. Enjoy it ladies. Because one day You won't, I mean, I haven't been on an airplane in gosh, I don't 18 months and now you can't go anywhere really. So it is really sad and I'm having withdrawals. Oh
1: yeah, I know it's, it's a crazy life, but yeah, it's not something that like everybody gets to experience. And I don't know, I feel like I say this so many times, but when you look back at your life, with your husband and your children, you're going to be like, we lived in Europe. That is so cool. Even though it was such a shit show every year getting over there. And like, (laughs) sometimes we had days
0: where it was a lot to handle, but we lived in Europe, you know? Yeah. It's crazy to think like my daughter went to school here and was like, yeah, I was I've been into 14 countries and da-da-da. And it's just it sounds crazy. Like really when you think about it, I still think that too and we lived it. It's mm-hmm. just at the end of the day, how cool is that? <laughs> so cool.
1: So what are some of the the initial um feelings of culture shock that you felt when you went over to Europe for the first time?
0: Oh gosh. Um I think for me, like I guess Canadians are known to be like super friendly people and I always knew that, but I had never really experienced anything other than that. So I'm also from like a smaller town in Canada. So we were in Zurich, huge, busy city. Everyone's got somewhere to be. Everybody's on time. The trains are going like, it's just madhouse. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I remember just feeling like it was chaos and, I just couldn't keep up and I was like drowning really. (laughs) It was just, yeah, it was really stressful trying to fit in there. I would say and find your way and just, it just operated so differently. Like if I would bump into somebody by accident or someone would bump into me on the street, I would turn around and be like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And then I, that would happen. And I'd turn around to apologize and the person was like already a block away and no (laughs) one It was just like, Oh, okay. I guess we're doing this. Like it just wasn't really a friendly environment I didn't find. So that was kind of hard to get used to, I guess. Um, and then, you know, the trains, you are standing at the doors, the train pulls up in front of you and you're the first person to get on You're it's right in front of you. And then you go to take a step and everybody around you just rushes on and people are rushing off. And it's like, you're the last one on. Like, I just, you really had to, um, up your game, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
1: I know <laughs> yeah. it's- I, yeah, like I feel that they don't mean anything by being that way as we take it as being unfriendly, but I don't think they think anything of it. I think they're just very black and white and there's assholes everywhere. There's assholes in (laughs) the United States, you know, in Canada, there's, there's rude people everywhere. So it's like, but I think that we take our definition of how it should be and and be like, oh, well, this person was really rude because they weren't really friendly. But I don't know if it's their culture to be so, but I agree with you. I think I'm the same way. I am still, to this day, living in Europe right now. I get kind of put off guard when people are not super friendly or do not say hello, or if they bump into you and and don't apologize. Yeah, I, I find myself mumbling under my breath sometimes like, oh, excuse you you know because I know it's, it's
0: frustrating yeah. It like really it hardened me i felt like and i felt like mm-hmm. i don't know i just i felt like it seemed like everyone was like angry and had somewhere to go and just i don't know i <laughs> it was really hard um that way for me and then obviously like the food and it was just hard to get used to um trying to order things and you didn't know what you were getting on the menu would be, you know, there wasn't an English menu. And so that was really hard. And I feel like I'm probably kind of a picky eater. So <laughs> I, I'll never forget one of our first outings. Um, we were having dinner and I was, I was complaining. I was like, Oh my gosh, like, I just want to have chicken fingers and fries. Like I couldn't find <laughs> that anywhere. And my husband's like, just like embrace the culture. And he's like, giving me the gears and we're sitting there. And he's like, just point to something on the menu and order it. And so I'm like, okay. And then I ended up with something so great. And then he got, I think it was like ostrich or something. (laughs) He was hating it. And I'm like, oh, just embrace the culture, honey. Yeah. (laughs) Take (laughs) your own advice. (laughs) Right? Because it was, it was just like hard and... That was our first experience. Obviously, years after that, you learn to try new things, and it's exciting and and stuff. But yeah, the first season, I think it was just like, hey, everybody's grumpy, and I don't like this food, and (laughs) I can't find my way around, and you know, you can't exactly stop and ask anyone for directions or help. I always felt like I would try really hard to to ask if someone spoke English, and then they just like nay, and then walk away, and you're like, okay, well now what do I do? (laughs) It's just really hard. Yeah. Yeah, so I definitely found that difficult um, the first year, but then learning some more German and, um, yeah, embracing the culture and things got a lot easier once I let my guard down, I guess.
1: <laughs> I know, I, and I love the way that you said that it you felt like it hardened you because that just, that word just resonated with me because I think there are some days where I leave my house and I do feel like I have this like super tough exterior in a way that I'm just like... Kind of p- mad, like I'm like, yeah, don't look at me like that, don't look at, don't get my dog's dirty looks, like just let me live my life, like I'm just trying to go for a walk, you know what I mean yeah. <laughs> like, I'll just be yeah, like
0: absolutely pissed off,
1: but then there's some days where I'm like in such a good mood that I'm like, it's funny to me when I have an interaction with someone that's less than pleasant, I guess, like if you're <laughs> driving and someone gets mad at like I mean, I don't know. the other day, I was in the parking garage at the mall, and I'm sitting on in my car talking to my best friend on the phone. And this lady comes in front of my car and she starts screaming at me. I'm parked in a parking spot. And I'm like, I'm like looking at her. I was just staring at her. I'm like, hold on, sorry, this lady's like yelling at me. I don't know what she's saying. (laughs) And then she's pointing at my car, she's yelling at me. And I'm just like, it was funny. Cause I'm like, what are you doing? Like this one, and I said, what the heck is she doing? My friend who lives in Germany is who I was talking to. And she was like, I think she's like probably mad because your car's on in the parking garage and like the fumes or something. And I was like, "What? Like that would never happen in North America. So then it was like comical to me. Like I was also like, what are you looking at? Like, please go away. Like you're
0: making me feel uncomfortable. Like stop screaming at me. I'm just sitting here doing nothing wrong. But it's- Or like how you had to leave those. I don't know if you guys have this in Austria, but I remember we had these- little clocks on a piece of cardboard and you had to set like turn the little hand and put it in your on your dashboard because you were only allowed to park in certain spots for a certain amount of time and it was like such an honor system. I'm like this would never fly. What?
1: (laughs) No, I don't think
0: they do that anymore. (laughs) I can't I it must have been when we were in Switzerland I'm trying to remember back Uh, and then somewhere else we were had it too and I just I never really understood what I was supposed to be doing I'm like do I put the time like I got here am I putting like my 20 minute time limit like I don't know what I'm doing so I I definitely remember getting in trouble for that too.
1: Yeah, I'm like, depends on what day you catch me on, is like the mood you're gonna receive, like the attitude you're gonna receive. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, absolutely. Sometimes absolutely. I can laugh it off, other days I'm like, do not cross me because I will yell at you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Just oh life gosh. in a
1: foreign country and gotta take it with a grain of yeah. salt. But some days it bugs you more than others, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, and I felt like every season, It didn't really matter. Even almost till the end, like every November I would just get kind of down. And then even again in January, I don't know, it just felt like in November. You think Well, yeah, maybe it was just like you had been there like the vacation time sort of had worn off Mm -hmm. and the fun and excitement of a new city. And then it was like, Oh my gosh, like there's still six more months or whatever. And then yeah, January definitely like the January blues. I feel like everywhere we were was dark and rainy and the holidays are over, but you still there's like no end in sight at that point. It felt like, and yeah, I feel like every season those were the two months that just would get me down it was hard,
1: yeah, I know it's hard when it starts getting dark at like three o'clock p m because you know a lot of the times like we're in the apartment for most of the day, and when the guys come back and by the time they get back or you know lunch, whatever, it's dark, and then you feel like it's the nighttime
0: and the whole day's gone, so it's mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to and get like like this at in Sweden, it would get dark at like one o'clock in the afternoon. And it was sort of like the day, the days were just blending together and it was dark and it was gray. And yeah, that was really hard to get used to, I would say definitely in Sweden with the, with the winters there.
1: (laughs) So what are some of the other places that you guys played in after uh,
0: Zurich? So after Zurich, we went to Innsbruck, Austria, and then, um, We should have stayed actually in Switzerland. I think my husband had been offered to come back, but I think we were sort of like, well, let's just try somewhere new. And Mm -hmm. we were probably in a better position to stay where we were and move from there. But yeah, so we went to Austria just thinking it'd be a cool experience and knowing there was like 10 imports versus where we were at, there was only two. And for us, it was like, oh, well, that'd be amazing if there's more friends <laughs> mm-hmm. and just for a new culture and a new experience. So we did that. And then my husband tried to um, go to the Finnish league after that, but because we were coming from Austria, he started out just with a tryout, but it was a pretty long chart We were there for like two months. So we thought that was gonna be it and that we were gonna be there for the season. Um, and we were still in a hotel at this time, so it was kind of crazy. But they ended up cutting him at that point. Um, I feel like it was like end of october maybe so we came back to canada and there was just nothing happening for what felt like forever but i think it was only like a week or two but mm-hmm. it just felt weird everyone else is in their season and we're just sitting at home and we'd never we hadn't been home in a while um in october so it was strange and or he had, hadn't been since he was really young mm-hmm. <laughs> so then he had been offered to come to uh, germany so we finished out the season there and then after that made the move up to sweden and spent five seasons there. Um, and then we came back to Austria after that for a couple of years. And then went on to finish up in Northern Ireland in Belfast.
1: So many different yeah, places. Six countries. <laughs> what was your favorite yes. place that you played in?
0: Oh, that's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many. I think too, when you have like a championship year, it doesn't matter how fabulous the city was, it's just such a special time and memory. So I think definitely all the championship cities were, have a special place in our heart. And then where we had our kids too. um, But as far as somewhere where I would move back today um, and live, uh, there's a couple places. Uh, Stockholm, Sweden was one of our favorite places, and I would absolutely settle there. And then with the English, finally after, I think it was 10 years, we went to in Northern Ireland and we were in Belfast and that was just such an incredible city. Um, yeah, it was really cool. I would definitely live there too. So I'd have to say Belfast and Stockholm if I had to pick two.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I've heard really good things about Be- uh, Belfast, about just mm-hmm. the, that city and the, the organization and the, um, the fans and stuff like that. It's just a really good hockey culture there
0: yeah well, and they are the only team in the country, and there's only two ice rinks in that whole country too, so there was their practice rink and then the the game rinks oh, wow. um, yes, and but I think for me, the feeling there felt a lot more like North America. There's a mascot and it's family friendly, and it just had that same vibe as back home. I found coming over to um it was mostly maybe the German um, teams. It felt like sometimes I felt kind of scared to bring my kids in a sense. Um, it just felt more like a party and it was loud and it was, You know, it didn't feel Mm -hmm. safe. There wasn't railings on the stairs and (laughs) beer flying around. You couldn't get hot chocolate for them or a juice box or (laughs) in Mm -hmm. the places we were anyway. Like, it definitely felt like it was more of, like, a night out for people. And there weren't a ton of families I didn't notice. It was mostly the hockey families, really, that I would see. So... Yeah, maybe for me, it just felt more like home and it felt more comfortable with our kids and stuff like that. So.
1: Yeah, especially with like the English, you know, it's like that you're coming over <laughs> there and it's, yeah, exactly. It's like the <laughs> culture could be different, but at least I can communicate with people and, yeah. and ask where I need to go or like if I need something and someone can answer yeah. me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And everyone there was so friendly. I think they rival, rival Canada with the friendliness. I think they'd take the cake on that one. Everyone was so kind there and it's still Europe. So you're still getting that, that feeling, which I love, um, of, you know, walking out to the coffee shops and downtown. And we don't do that here where we live. Um, you drive everywhere and it's big box stores. And I just, I miss that so much. Just being able to like stroll down to the local coffee shop and You know, ride your bike wearing heels if you want to. (laughs) People would be like, "Oh, that must be. She must have been out the night before and needed to get home or something." Yeah, I (laughs) know. It's not (laughs) normal here
1: everyone dresses so cute here and sometimes I feel like such a bum I'm just like in my align pants from Lululemon and just like a oversized sweater and then I see these girls that are so trendy and I'm all where do you get your clothes because I just go to H&M all the time and I need to know because you guys all look so freaking cute all the time
0: (laughs) yes definitely I felt that too and then especially in Sweden too I just felt like it didn't matter how old the person was, there could be a 65 year old man waiting for the train and he's wearing Converse and skinny jeans and like the cutest top and <laughs> nice trendy jacket and uh, glasses. And yeah, I just felt like this is awesome. <laughs> I love this. Those People little are, like, old men. People are like pride. I know. Yes.
1: <laughs> they're so cute. And sometimes when they wear those little hats and they're in their, oh yeah. gosh, it's the cutest thing ever. I'm always like, look at that yeah. cute
0: little old man. <laughs> Yeah, the style, um, definitely, I don't know about you, but coming home with things you would purchase during the season, and then your friends here being like, what are you wearing? Like, I remember, what was it, jeggings, when jeggings first came out, <laughs> and I brought a pair of jeggings home, and my friends were like, are those like, so is that like a jean legging? Like, what <laughs> <laughs> What are you wearing? Or even like the pleather pants or what were they, liquid leggings? Yeah. My friends gave me the gears for those. And then I swear five years later, they were all rocking them. And I was like, okay, now they're cool, are they? (laughs) I know.
1: It's funny how it flip-flops too, because there's certain things that Europe is really behind on where I'm like, you guys need to upgrade certain things. But then there's things that I feel like we in North America fall behind. Like
0: style is definitely one well, just even like restaurants and stuff. Like I definitely felt that in, in Austria and Germany and stuff, everything's just like so old. Like it, it felt like to me and maybe it was just the cities we were in. Um, but yeah, it'd be like the most popular restaurant was sort of in an old wooden chalet. And you would just never would have thought that if you were like traveling through, mm-hmm. <laughs> You're just looking for like the most up and coming place.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so definitely
0: in that regard, I feel like, um, we're ahead of the game there for sure.
1: Well, can you think of any funny stories that you had while playing overseas?
0: Um, probably a few. (laughs) Give me (laughs) enough time. Um, definitely that first year when we wanted to do Thanksgiving, I'll never forget. We, we didn't know where to find a Turkey. You couldn't just buy a Turkey at the grocery store. And so, um, myself and one of the other import wives went into the city. So we lived outside of Zurich. Um, So we took the like 20 minute train ride into downtown and went to this grocery store and we went and had to go talk to the butcher and we had to like pre-order this thing. And I'll never forget the day we went to pick it up. It was this huge bird and we're, we got it from the butcher and we brought it to the till and the cashier lady was like looking at us like we were crazy because this (laughs) thing was massive. It cost like hundreds of dollars. I'm not even kidding you. I just, I just, but we didn't know what we were gonna get. So you had to pay it. You ordered it, and we had Thanksgiving. Like we had to get it. So we order this thing. We pay for this thing, and then it had its own seat on the train ride home. <laughs> we were getting the craziest <laughs> looks. Barely fit in our oven, and then I had never cooked the turkey before. So I think I had the oven on like here. I just turned the oven on with like bake, and it just bakes. And there, there was like the top, like there'd be like that little symbol. <laughs> I don't know if it was just the top or the bottom or what yeah, I was supposed yes, to Yes, yes, yes. And I did the wrong one. So the turkey took double the amount of time. <laughs> so it was so huge. First turkey. So I don't even know. We probably ate at like 930 at night, but it was just a taste of home and it was hilarious. And so it was our first year. So I was, I don't know. Thirteen or so years ago, and her, her, and I still laugh about that. Every Thanksgiving, we'll mess with each other about that story because it's just like so funny. <laughs>
1: that's so. And see, that's just like a hilarious memory that you have now about living abroad.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, because here you just go to the store, you grab your frozen turkey or whatever fresh. Yeah, like it's just easy. <laughs> I know. Oh gosh, we were literally at the butcher like. A chicken, you know, like chicken, and we'd be pointing and then we're like doing the like charades. I don't know if you ever do that where you're like fucking <laughs> like a chicken in the butcher and you're like, yeah, like this, but like big, big. <laughs> Trying to describe what you need. <laughs> like I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, like we just look like idiots. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> but the yeah. charades, right? Like yes. you have to do that. It's so hard otherwise.
1: <laughs> so when I was um I had to go to like the doctors to do my glucose testing, um, and I was there, and I had to go to the bathroom, and I was asking the nurse that was taking my blood, I'm like, "Is there a bathroom in here?" And she's like, "No, there's no bathroom." I mean, she spoke English. Like a bath, right? <laughs> yeah. So she's like, "No, there's no bathroom." I'm like, "Oh, really? Like, okay, um, yeah." Because I really, I really have to go to the bathroom and she was telling me nope there's no bathroom I'm thinking to myself that's really hard to believe cuz how could they With not all have the a pregnant bathroom ladies
0: coming in there <laughs> yeah
1: exactly and so you're right i was starting to motion to her you know i have to and i'm kind of pointing down and Notting. out <laughs> yeah, like i'm just like you know i have to go to the bathroom like i have to relieve my uh and i'm thinking of like words and uh other i'm like restroom restroom and she's like no and I, and, and she's looking at me and i'm And she goes, toilet? And I'm like, yes, yes, I have to go to the toilet. She's like, oh, Oh, yes, we have a toilet. And then... It was just, it was so funny. And she's like, okay, because I thought that you wanted to take a bath, like a shower. And then you want to take
0: a rest. I'm like,
1: (laughs) "But I don't want to take a bath in here. Like, what do you, no. And so I I told her, I'm like, okay, so back in North America, we say, and then I, and then we had like a little like bonding moment because she was like, well, what do you say back home? And I told her that, you know, that's, we say bathroom or
0: restroom or, you know, you guys say washroom,
1: but That's, I was just
0: going to say, I had the opposite story when I came to the States and I was like the washroom and they're like, no, no washroom. And I'm like, no, like I really need to go to the washroom. You want to wash your clothes? And I was like, no, like I got (laughs) to (laughs) pee. It's just the same thing. And it was like, oh my gosh. But yeah, yeah, the wash closet thing always threw me off in Europe, but it was like, (laughs) you always had to look for like the WC and call it a wash closet. And I never understood that.
1: (laughs) I know, and sometimes there's like just a symbol on the door, like a dot. Mm-hmm. I'm like, is this is this for uh, this is the washcloth? <laughs> yeah, is this the right one? And then sometimes you go into the bathroom, and it's like a shared bathroom. There's it's for men and women in the same. Yeah. So you like you go in separate stalls, but you come out and you wash your hands together. I'm like, am I in the wrong bathroom? Like th- this can't be right. But <laughs> I guess they I just- remember
0: that was like the bars in Sweden. It was like. You'd want to go in and fix your makeup, but it's, like, there's all these guys in there, and so you just feel a little bit awkward, like, busting out your compact and, like, doing your <laughs> lipstick, <laughs> just, like, after a few drinks, and you're just, like, what is going on here? <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's so funny. Yeah, that was definitely, oh, and the co-ed gym thing, like, <laughs> the, oh, the saunas wh- and that? stuff. Oh, yeah, our, my first gym experience was, well, and for years, even in Austria, like, I remember going to the gym, and the locker rooms were separate. But if you wanted to go steam or anything after, you were fully naked and it was co-ed. And so I remember just only going when I knew my husband was at the rink with all the guys because chances were one of his teammates was going to be in there. And how mortifying to me, like, (laughs) they they wouldn't maybe care, but, like, uh, that's all I would be thinking about. Yeah. So that was definitely interesting.
1: (laughs) That is so funny. Yeah. They're definitely more, like, free with that kind of thing over here. Like, they don't care. People go to the lake just honestly with
0: their in-laws and like like, (laughs) yes and it's normal and i'm just like but yeah that is normal and so i think that's another thing that i loosened up a lot on is like just being able to change in front of other people in the locker room and I know it sounds so silly but we just never did that here even in gym class for school you know you'd be like you have to move down where you could like change your shirt with like no skin showing yeah so yeah the the locker room there and everyone's just chatting like topless brushing your hair it just was totally so strange for me at the beginning that's for sure yeah I love how
1: people like the the fun part about having other imports on your team too is that you try to keep the north american traditions going right so like yeah. we all know we're away from home you do thanksgiving and you try to do maybe halloween for the little kids and mm-hmm. even if you just have a halloween party for the adults and dress up and it's fun yeah. to bring that culture over here and i think that it's it's fun for the europeans too to to See that because we hosted um, Thanksgiving last year and we had some some Europeans over as well and they were like we've never done this before this is crazy like they were blown away by the amount of food that everyone was bringing and eating I'm like no we do this every year like this is (laughs) this is just Thanksgiving this is what you do yeah stuff yourself till you're sick
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I feel like some places it got easier Um, but yeah yeah Austria we definitely had to order from like a special like a grocery supplier and you're like pulling up to this you know I think one of the years we did the turkeys and it was like okay we just have to pull up to this warehouse and this guy who had a connection with some local guy on the team would like meet you at this door (laughs) it's like yeah so unorthodox to be getting this turkey but they were always (laughs) fresh and (laughs) it always tasted good and yeah it was really exciting to have the locals experience that for sure I I really enjoyed that too
1: yeah, you're like I feel like I'm doing a drug deal right now, but I'm just I swear I'm just getting a turkey for
0: Thanksgiving. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so definitely funny. some strange things. I find pumpkin.
1: Oh my gosh, I know <laughs> I, we we actually have pumpkins here. So if we want if we want to like make pumpkin cookies or something, you just have to. Slice the pumpkin in half, scoop it Roasted, out. it right? yeah,
0: the yeah. You can't but, just open that can. I always would bring over cans of pumpkin for sure. Well, that was like one of my things.
1: Yeah, but desperate times calls for desperate measures, and you will do what you have to Absolutely. do to make those pumpkin cookies
0: and cake. Absolutely, yeah. And I will say that's one thing. Last year, I think we were so excited to finally be able to share those holidays with our families, and we totally, obviously, loved it. And it was so great for the kids and stuff. But part of me really missed the Friendsgiving. Like, I lived for those days. Holidays are my favorite. We would do, like you said, the Halloweens, the trunk or treats at the rink, the Easter scavenger hunts for the kids, all that kind of stuff. So I really did miss this last year doing all those things with the hockey family, for sure.
1: So your last season was a year ago or this very past season that ended back when COVID, yeah, so my ended.
0: husband's last season was, I guess it would have been 2018, 19. Okay. Yeah, so we came home in, in the summer. So we've been home like a year and a bit.
1: <laughs> How has it been transitioning to retirement for you guys? Oh,
0: I, I hate to say this because I feel like everyone who's come on your podcast is so amazing and like embracing the new tri- like transition and stuff. But it's been really hard for us, actually. It's been kind of shitty. Um, I think just you're so used to living a certain way for so long and real life, actually, I don't know. I, I know we'll get there and I know it takes a couple of years. A lot of people do say it takes a couple of years, but we really struggled with just the new normal and life being busy here and not having that downtime that we used to always get together. I miss my husband. Like we used to, you know, they get home from practice mm-hmm. at like one o'clock in the afternoon and you have the whole day. And, and so I miss that. I feel like we barely get to see each other. And when we do, it's like chaos with three kids, you know, and you're just, you know, by the time you get them to bed, it's like, Oh gosh, I'm so tired. We need to go to bed and you get yeah. that like hour with the TV before bed kind of thing. So I miss that, I miss all the adventuring together. Um, And it's been a weird year, like with COVID and stuff, it just, we got home, we were pregnant. My husband was um, writing his thesis for his MBA because in his last two years playing, he went to school. So he was really slammed busy with that and started his first desk job and I was pregnant and we bought a new house and it was just so busy and crazy for us just trying to settle. And then it was like all of a sudden COVID was here. And so we, I feel like we were a bit robbed of (laughs) our first year's experience kind of, um, and just yeah, that season, when when hockey started up last year and, you know, all your friends are posting that they're leaving and then they're posting in their new places. And it was just sort of like, it, it made us feel really sad and something was missing for us. And I think it's only been in the last couple of months that we've really embraced, well, for me anyway, um, something for myself, because all I knew was supporting him and dealing with the kids and stuff. So, I've really had to find my own path in the last little bit here. So it's getting yeah. better, but yeah, it's, it's not been easy. Did you find
1: something that you love to do recently that's kind of changed yeah. your outlook on it?
0: Absolutely. So I, I'm just trying to think. So over the years, I am like crazy about taking pictures and I remember I wanted to get into doing photography and it was really hard over there trying to find anywhere for photography classes. And so I remember enrolling in one when we lived in Stockholm and it was really hard to though. Like, even though it was in English, there were so many international students that it was actually really tricky to <laughs> take away much from that. So I had always had a passion for photography, but, um, never really had the training. So this, spring I had enrolled in um, a workshop and I didn't know if it was going to go ahead or not with COVID but I was really hopeful and it it did so that was in July. So ever since July I've just been really busy trying to hone in on that and booking lots of practice sessions with family and friends and roping them into that and I've really really enjoyed that. Um, It's been hard too as a family transitioning for me being gone in the evenings and on weekends because dad's gone during the day and I'm gone at night and Mm -hmm. we're like ships passing through the night. (laughs) But I finally found something that, you know, I'm passionate about and found a little bit of time for myself. So I really hope it turns into something Um, right now. It's just like really fun and I'm enjoying it. So I'll spend the winter just honing in on a little bit more and hopefully I can, um, go into business next year at this time, that would be amazing. So that's the goal for
1: me. (laughs) I love that. That's awesome. And it's, yeah, it does take a bit to, I mean, I'm still, I still have no idea what I want to do or really sometimes even what my hobbies are. I'm like, what do I like to do? And you find yourself, like you said, just kind of like supporting your husband and, you know, you also looking towards the future and being like, well, when this is all over, like I, I need to find something for myself. So that's, that's awesome that you took that step to, to do that, you know? And, um, well, I
0: feel like a lot of women do it while their guys are playing and I just, it's so amazing to see them doing that. And I think at the time I was just like, well, it felt so impossible. And I look back and wish I maybe had have taken more of an effort to find my own way at the time. Um, but hindsight's always 2020, I guess, but I just, I find it incredible listening to all the girls coming on your podcast that have started their businesses and they're just rocking it. And it's just so amazing to see, to see that. And so, yeah, I'm doing it now, yeah, <laughs> a little but, that's, late, but better late than never. <laughs> that's
1: okay. Cause that's part of your process. And I think that we find ourselves comparing ourselves to people like where they're at or what they're doing. And you feel like you need to be doing something, but everybody's so different. And sometimes people don't even start their careers till they're like, 50 years old. So it's it's yeah just part of your story and your journey. And yeah, I think that's yeah. I, I love photography and I think that's a really fun career and it's a great way to meet people as well.
0: Yeah. I've always been so creative and I have a broadcasting background. And so thinking about coming home again and doing that after being gone for so long, I just and being gone during the day. And like I've got little kids and I really enjoy being able to be with them. So I I knew I didn't want to go back to broadcasting. It was like, what can I do? That's not a desk job. Like that's not me. Um, something that's going to allow me to raise them, but still be passionate about something. And yeah, it took me a while too. Like I, I really didn't know what I was going to do. And it's so hard when you're living that hockey life and you get so many people from back home saying like, well, what do you do? Or what are you going to do? And it's just so stressful because like, well, you can't, I feel like you can't say, I don't know, because it's like the wrong answer or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I think that always weighed on me a lot. And I wish it didn't. If I could go back, I, I would just answer it differently and, and say, you know what, I'll have to figure out my passions right now. I'm, I'm supporting him. And, and that's what matters to us right now. And I really wish I was stronger to say those things at the time, but it I always just let it get me down. And yeah, it was tough for sure. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think when you're like living this life, it's you you can take offense to that. And I, and then I try to put myself in other people's position, and I'm like, maybe they're just genuinely curious. And they're like, so like, what do you do while he's over there? Like, do you work? Do you have hobbies? Like, how do you keep yourself busy? So it's like, sometimes I think people don't mean anything by it, but like, you can get kind of rubbed the wrong way. It's like, well, yeah. I don't have to be doing something like you don't understand. Yeah. Or it's how,
0: impossible sometimes with yeah. the language or you don't even know what country you're going to be living in. So it's like, how do you even figure that out Exactly, <laughs> amongst all the other things you have to be doing? <laughs>
1: like a lot of the jobs that like I find online are really low paying. They're doing something I don't want to do. And for me, I'm like, well, I don't want to spend my days doing something that doesn't make me happy. And I think that's okay to not have that when you're over here. It's like you... Yeah. And you don't have to be. Totally. And there's like this, this, this outside pressure from people that don't even live this life to do yeah. that or set, set yourself up for it or you know, everybody wants to give their two cents, but at the end of the day, it's your life and it's, that's all that matters really.
0: Yeah. And I think that was a really hard part of coming back to is I put so much pressure on myself because every, that was everybody's question. Well, what are you going to do now? And we had just got home and I remember there was like a family barbecue and one of my husband's uncles was just trying to make conversation and like, oh, so you must be so happy to be back. And what are you going to do now? And I just started bawling. <laughs> My oh. husband's like, pull it together. I'm just like, <laughs> no, this sucks. I don't know. Like, just like, I'm just being honest. Like it's hard. And um, yeah, it definitely melted down there. <laughs> but it was, it was just like, I didn't have these answers and every single relative or friend asking you, it just would build up and build up, and it was like, you know what? I just don't know. Okay, I'm having a midlife crisis here because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard when you're like, okay, I'm almost forty, and I don't really know what I'm doing or who I am anymore. You know, um, once you remove yourself from that hockey life, and you're just like, what is life now? It's it's so different being home, and yeah, it's definitely taking us a bit to adapt for sure. And just the busy lifestyle of being home with like kids and activities all of a sudden, and school and this desk job thing he's gone so much <laughs> it's just like mm-hmm. it's hard to get used to
1: yeah like you said like ships just passing in the night you know it's yeah it's like a whole you have to learn how to re you have to relearn how to talk and how to schedule that time and yeah so what is he doing now
0: so he oh, good question <laughs> I don't even really know exactly oh, wait, like after doing. this
1: whole thing I'm like so what's he doing <laughs>
0: Um he is working for a company doing all their books and like planning their um business projections and bidding on certain construction jobs and
1: okay. I don't know. He like a it like does he, does he enjoy <laughs> what he's doing? You know or? what I
0: think he actually does. He was always such a keener in high school. I remember bugging him. <laughs> he was in classes, Like he was a grade younger than me and he was always in like all my classes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he was really good at school and he really loved math and all that kind of stuff, which is not me. Um, and so I think he really, is enjoying it and he's finding his groove. I think for him, the thing he misses the most is sort of the camaraderie with the guys because he's working in an office with like two other people and they're older and (laughs) you just can't be like slapping them on the butt and like, you know, (laughs) surfing them all day. It's just not the same. So definitely he's missing the guys. And, um, but yeah, he is really enjoying what he's doing. And I think, I honestly think it's been harder on me than it has on him which is kind of crazy because he doesn't even miss playing like he is so many guys are asking him to come out and join their teens, and he is just like no like it's our son's time and he hasn't really had the interest to do that at all mm-hmm. um so I think that's helped him in that sense um not missing really the game um but yeah I think I've had a harder time transitioning and I think a, a big thing too for us is like every season that you come over, you had built in friends immediately and you all had stuff in common. And I think now living in a town where we don't have a lot of friends um, is meeting people. It's so hard. And then you do meet people and it's like, they have to jive with the husband and then are the kids around the same age. And it's just, <laughs> yeah. there's, you've lived such a different life. And it's like, it's really hard to meet people I find and get that connection
1: for sure. I think
0: everyone's had all these years to do that in the neighborhood and we've just gotten here and, and been gone for so long that it's, it's hard to find that at this age, I think.
1: (laughs) So are you guys living somewhere outside of your hometown right now currently?
0: No, we're back in our hometown. That wasn't the plan. Um, but this job opportunity that came up for my husband while he was in his last season was hard to turn down because knowing that, you had something to uh, support your life as soon as right. you got home. So we did decide to come back to our hometown, but we don't, all of our friends have left. Um, we don't have a lot of friends that live here anymore. And his family lives here. We are from a small town in Alberta, Sylvan Lake.
1: Okay.
0: So if you're like listening, 15,000 people. You friends <laughs> <with Amy>. Yes. <laughs> Hang out with her. She's cool. <laughs> I know it's honestly it's there's been a ton of hockey people from from this town and surrounding area and a lot of people have just moved on and I think our plan is to move on from here but we were pregnant and having a baby finally to have family around to help we were pretty excited about that thought and so I am happy that we did come back here um, for that time in our lives but I think after living in so many amazing places we've just grown so much that I feel like we've sort of outgrown our town and we're just, we want to continue the adventure and, and move somewhere else that we haven't been and we missed that. So yeah, I think we are ready to plan that in the next couple of years for sure. So yeah, I'm excited about that.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm excited for you. I think this is just like your next chapter and that, you know, you're, it's hard. It's like, you don't have to sugarcoat it. And I think, Pretend that it's easy, you know. It's it's a transition. You've been doing this for so many years, and then it comes to a halt and it stops, and you're in one place, and COVID and everything, and you just yes. you have to figure it all out. <laughs> it's like starting from ha- scratch.
0: Yeah, it took me eight months to put a photo up on the wall. <laughs> I was just not in the mindset of this is home now. It just it just didn't feel because we've never settled, you know, we've, this is the longest we've ever lived in one space Mm -hmm. in 15 years. So it's, it's strange. And I feel like, yes, I should be excited to, you know, plant those roots and stuff for the kids and everything. And I am, Mm -hmm. but I still feel like that year to year, what's the next step? What's the next adventure? Like it's still fueling me. And I just, yeah, I don't think this is it. I, I think that there's more for us and, to come for sure.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, that's good. And I, I like that perspective and it's important for people to hear that too, right? Because there's probably other people that feel the same way.
0: Yeah. And a lot of our friends did go back to their hometowns and they had a huge base of family and friends and seemed to transition back so easily. And I think that I, when we didn't have that, I was like, oh, well, why is it so hard for us? So I hope there's other people out there that have struggled like we are, because I don't know, it just feels like you're the only ones. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I have reached out to a few friends that had retired a year or two before us and everybody's been like, no, you're completely like, that's normal. It took us a couple of years and you know, there has been switching jobs, um, after not loving something for a while. And yeah, I mean, we're still in that transition phase for sure. So it'll be interesting to see what comes even from a year from now.
1: Yeah, it's it's totally normal. And it's it's just so good that we have this community and place where we can reach out to people when we're struggling. Because I think when you're going through anything that's hard, you feel so alone and you feel like it's just happening to you. Or you know, it's like even you, like you see everybody's highlight reel on Instagram or Facebook and like you, people are posting about like the joys in their life, right? Like you don't see those hard moments or like you get in a fight with your husband, like people aren't posting about that. So like you see how everybody else is living their life and you're like, why am I having such a hard time with this? That seems so easy for other people. But that's Mm -hmm. like, I just love that word, like connection, because that's that's where you learn that you're not so alone, right?
0: Yeah. And that's what I love about this podcast that you're doing because you're hearing, like, it's one thing to be typing in it in the group, but honestly, just hearing other women's stories, I don't even know them, but I feel so connected to them because I can relate basically everything everybody has talked about on your podcast. I just want to thank you on behalf of all of us for starting this and doing all the hard work for this because it has been so helpful.
1: First of all, thank you for saying that, but I was very inspired by you starting the Facebook group. So it's like kind of full circle in a way because I just like that really inspired me to want to start a podcast because I think like there's so many stories that I feel should be shared and heard. And, and it's like another aspect of that Facebook group,
0: right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's why when I saw that you're doing this, I immediately wrote, it was like, we need, we need to connect. We need to do this together because now that we're kind of done in the hockey world, I'm just, I want to pass the torch to you because you've got so many amazing ideas and you're just kind of taking it to that next level, which I know everyone appreciates so much. I know I do. So thank you.
1: Oh, thank you. What has it been like seeing the Facebook group grow over the years? Cause I think like you, I don't know. I was, why did I have the number 500 in my head? Like I, oh, I was, I think I was like searching something on the Facebook group and you posted something a while ago. Like, very much a while ago. Oh my gosh, we got to 500 people in this Facebook group. And then now there's like almost 3,500
0: girls in it. I know. It's crazy. Honestly, when I started it, my initial thought after moving, so it was, I think it was, yeah, our fifth country. Like I said, just being like, who has lived here before that I can connect with before I get here so I can like... A, is it a good organization? Do we even want to go there? Like, what are the apartments like? What am I getting myself into? Because I found that really hard, like moving somewhere where you had no idea where they were going to stick you and having some really crappy situations (laughs) when you get places and horror stories. And so definitely trying to connect with people before um, getting anywhere. And so my initial thought was, I want to make a website. I need to make a website where we can message each other, where there's forums, but it's private because how do you, how do you keep the integrity of the group without, I mean, you can't be posting something negative about an organization, even if it's just your experience. And I mean, your husband could get fired from that team if that got out or, you know, or if a fan screen grabbed something or, you know, I mean, it had to be very private and, in my head, I had these great ideas and I, I bought this, like the expathockeywives.com domain name, because that was my plan. And I think I held on to that and paid for, for like three years before I finally <laughs> gave it up. But that was the plan. And then it's like, well, I'll just start a Facebook group for now. Cause I think at the time it was like the private groups was a new thing. And so I'm like, well, we'll try this. I don't know how it's going to work. And then, yeah, it was like, I just added the hockey wives I knew. And then they added the ones they knew. And it was just, yeah, it just, all of a sudden we had hit like 500 members and I don't know if it was a week or a couple weeks or a couple months or whatever it was. And it was just like mind blowing how many people were connecting. And yeah. So it's like, we don't even need the website. We got it all right here. And it's so amazing to see how far it's come. I guess, I don't even know how many years it's been, but at least like, Ten, I'd say. I don't know. I should. Look well, it's back. so cool
1: because people are going to be using that group ten years from now. Isn't that weird to think? I about? I hope
0: so. Well, and maybe there's going to be something else. You know, I don't know where technology is going. Even with this and the <laughs> Instagram and like, you just—I never would have imagined this for the group either. So, um, I'm just so glad because it's something going into those first years that I would have killed to have some information going in and just. I'm just happy if it helps even like one person. And I think it's just helping so many people connect. Um, so yeah, it's just amazing. It's amazing to see.
1: Yeah. And I, I know I've mentioned this before in, in a podcast, but when I first got added to it, I didn't really utilize it because I didn't really need to. Like it was just so easy at first and we were kind of in the same spot. And then once you start going through all of these life Experiences you do need insight from other people, like you said. You make that transition to Europe. Where am I going? What is this team like? How are the apartments? Do they give you a car? It's like there's so many questions. Is the car automatic? Exactly. (laughs) And you
0: you just don't know. I remember there's years where I'm just like, This isn't real. I can't drive all season. We have a hot stove, we have a bar fridge, we have a hot water tank hanging in the bathtub. Like, what is going on? (laughs) If I had known this. Yeah. I mean you make it work but it's just like I would have liked to have had a little insight before this.
1: <laughs> exactly. And it's like there's a communication difference in Europe too when you're asking the team, well what's the apartment like? Oh, very nice, very nice. Okay. Well, Yeah, the
0: best for you and you're like, well like does it have a dishwasher? Is that we're going to be fighting about all year? Like- yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. So it's like when you go through these different things or just you get married and what do you need for your visa or if you're a girlfriend, what do you need? It's like, there's so many things and I, it's, I see people post every day and I love it because I go back and I search for things I need. Like now that I'm having a baby, I look up stroller, I look up, uh, getting their birth certificate, you know, it's like you you can go back and find all of these things. So
0: yeah, it's so nice to know that there's been other people that have done it before you. It's not impossible because it seems impossible sometimes. (laughs) It really does. It's like, hey, where do I have to go to what embassy, what paperwork it is? It's really daunting. So yeah, yeah, I'm just so glad that and I know it gets redundant, you know, and I know, you know, I'm traveling with my ESA pet and like there are so many qu- questions like that that keep popping up. That's why I loved your idea about adding a thread for all those things because I think it, it will just be easier to search and I think that's a great idea because the documents are there, but it isn't easy to navigate, I don't think, and I'm not sure if those even pop up in the search, so yeah, yeah, I think having those topics on there is great, and even referencing back to podcasts that you do with people who are maybe looking for online work when they're over there, or whether it's talking about retiring, or whatever it is, I think having those to search too would be great to hear people's stories, for sure. It's funny, because people always, I feel like feel bad with the ESA thing. They're like, sorry,
1: another dog question, but every (laughs) yeah, it gets a bad rap. (laughs) I know it does, but don't worry, don't feel bad if you're posting in that because no, not at all. Oh no. It's it's a country, like it's all these countries are different. Airline
0: to airline. It's country to country. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Dog to dog. And it changes all the time. Yeah. It changes all the time and it's so stressful. So no, I mean those things have to be on there. Absolutely. It's just yeah, yeah, we all know (laughs) the strollers and the dogs. Floods the feed, but it's necessary. We need to know these things.
1: I know, and you're honestly the real MVP because you went from using a home phone to call your boyfriend oh. for seven years to creating a Facebook group that has now completely uh. taken off. So, right? <laughs> cheers to you! Oh
0: Thank you. No more hot mailing it. No more MSN chats. Uh, Do you remember MSN chats?
1: No, okay. but I had AIM. Oh, no. Is that this? Okay.
0: Oh, I think that was very similar. Yeah. The, I think MSN chats was like maybe the Canadian version
1: of that. Amazon chats?
0: And MSN chats. Oh, MSN chats. I was like, oh. Yeah. God. And you guys had, what, what was it called? AOL? What AIM. It's AIM. Like, A-I-M. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, same thing. It was like, you'd have to like meet on there and like, <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> it's like so WhatsApp from like, millions of years ago. I know. I could talk about
1: like this, like 90s stuff or yeah, all day. It's the best.
0: (laughs) Just, yeah. Just thinking back to like not being able to FaceTime family, like, like how did we survive? Oh my gosh. Even TV. Okay. So our first few years over there, you didn't have Netflix. Like you didn't have hide my ass things. (laughs) It was, I remember our first year we had a pirated satellite dish box from the UK but some guy on the team had like got six of them and like it was so like there was tied to an address in the UK's so you'd have to have someone come put this, this dish out on like the outside of the apartment building and then we would just get like the British programming um <laughs> and then I think it was like two years after that when sling box came out and so we bought this sling box and You'd hook it up at, like, your parents' house in North America and set it all up. And then you could log into it from Mm -hmm. wherever you were in Europe. Yeah. Uh, Before, like, what do you call it? Before you could, like, record shows. What's that called? Um, You Uh, had to watch, like, what was on. (laughs) DVR, so like you didn't have the DVR at the beginning, so then I was like watching like soap operas in my evening. I'm like, hey, now this sucks. Like, you can't, yeah, the sports <laughs> was great for my husband, but none of my shows were on, so yeah, that was a game changer when you could record. And then Slingbox was totally out of the picture after that, and we would just like pirate stuff, like, that's so bad. But if you just wanted to watch something in English. You Know you, you have <laughs> to do, you, do yeah, a challenge, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness! That's so, yay so for funny. Netflix and yeah. <laughs> and all the things, and the fire sticks, and oh, no, all the things it's come a very long way, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, well, thank god. I I feel like such a <laughs> dork because I've, I've seen so many girls be like, What's in an- guys, I need a new show, like, tell me what shows to watch, and I always respond, like, what kind of show are you looking for, what's the mood, what's the vibe, like, you looking for drama, you looking for crime, tell me, because I have all the recommendations, because I clearly spend way too much time watching TV, but don't
0: we all, I feel like that's, like, (laughs) There was, there's so much downtime. And then it's not like you really have much of a life, like compared to back home when you're over there. So like you do, that's your bonding time. I always joke with my husband. I'm like, Hey, the only time we like spend time together is like for watching TV together. Like, but I don't know. It's just something that we did so much of living in Europe that we, we do. We'll like get in bed at night and just cuddle up and watch, yeah, binge watch. Yeah. <laughs> That's Still. the best. Honestly, you're like, we're, oh. we're too
1: tired to do anything else. Let's
0: just watch our show. Yes. Call it a day. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It's so much fun talking to you and Thanks I'm- Thanks for having me. I feel like people will probably reach out to you because they're going to hear just that you're going through a hard time. And honestly- people are going to relate to that for sure. So if someone (laughs) wants to reach out to you, where can they find
0: you? Instagram or Facebook, I guess, just under Amy Johnner. Um, Yeah. Or my (laughs) new photography page, Amy Johnner Photography. I just started so scary putting yourself out there, but I took that leap of faith and started that up and
1: yeah so you can find me on there too (laughs) yes and that's the first step and after now it's gonna be just smooth sailing and you're gonna kick ass at this new right job yes (laughs) oh well thank you (laughs) thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed that episode don't forget to subscribe rate and review see you next week